Hey guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. The Black Health Academy is an affordable membership site dedicated to the health and wellness of the black community. At the Black Health Academy, our mission is to eradicate some of the most common chronic diseases that we see in our community. Diseases such as obesity, type 2 diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, autoimmune disease, and stress-related illnesses. Please visit theblackhealthacademy.com to join the community and get in on the conversation. Welcome to the podcast. I'll be your host and the Black Health Academy founder, Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay. We're out here in the wild today. We de- decided to live our best life and record an episode out here in downtown Detroit. So if you hear some wind, some cars, the people mover, we're right in the midst of things, checking you guys out, seeing what's going on. So super excited to record this podcast out here, people watching Jay. I think, you know, I feel free, like right, right, right. <laughs> like, like anything can happen. Anything, so anything. we might stop and randomly talk to some people. You, you never know. know. You never know because it is Just now. Stay tuned. That's Just all. Stay we tuned because we're we're at about a hundred people enrolled in the Black Health Academy so far, and all I'm saying is we got street cred. We definitely <laughs> have street cred. Definitely. Right. Anybody yeah. attest to that? Yeah, yeah. So we might get recognized. Anything can happen. You know, cameras, paparazzi. I don't know. So. If it gets interrupted yeah, to say, if we get interrupted to sign some autographs, guys, just hang tight with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna wake up now, <laughs> come out of that fantasy. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not a fantasy; it's real life. So, Whenever you got people signing up every day for the Black Health Academy, every day every we day. get a new enrollment inside the academy. I'm so excited about this movement that we are creating. You know, you know they say like um tsunamis start on the ocean floor mm-hmm. so you can't see them right so you never know when. how long it's been brewing because when we look at the ocean you know just from a face value head on it looks nice and calm and peaceful right. and you never know what's brewing under the surface so i feel like what you know with by within a year from now maybe even less like the health academy is going to black health academy is going to emerge on the scene thousands of people enrolled and we're all standing together empowered Mm -hmm. you know what I mean to knock down the health disparities the barriers take a pause for that interruption (laughs) (laughs) I think he just did it just yeah oh yeah he revved the engine just because we were recording um, but I feel like we're going to start demanding healthcare providers and doctors and nurses and hospitals and people to give us a better higher quality of care for us and by us because we know that it is power and numbers yeah and the cool thing about the way it's growing is that it's growing organically nothing was compromised nothing was compromised and that's that's that speaks volumes because so many people in order to gain a following or gain some type of you know traction traction they they sell themselves out a lot of times or they buy followers or they a lot of things or they Compromising, and that wasn't done in, on the Black Health Academy platform. So, everyone that has enrolled has enrolled knowing what the core values were. Absolutely, knowing absolutely, and those things were not compromised, not at all. Well, yeah, one of the one of the proudest moments. So, I'm excited. I can't wait to celebrate our one year anniversary this fall, and um, really go all out. So, thank you guys so much. For those of you who are who are enrolled in the Black Health Academy so far, I hope you're finding a ton of value in there. The good news is um, we're like literally days away from our new platform launching, uh, and I cannot wait to get your feedback. You'll be able to, uh, we'll be able to see your activity, get more feedback, three membership tiers, discounts on events and products. I mean, so much more coming. So thank you guys for hanging in there with us. So again, welcome to the podcast, Jay. Let's dive into Driven. Driven is our segment where we highlight someone in our community who has made a significant impact on health and wellness. And today in our Driven segment, we are highlighting the none, the other, Miss Monique. Doing the thing. Listen, Jay, Monique said for the first time in 33 years, she's under 200 pounds. Monique is only 33? No, for the first time in 33 years. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She's under 200 pounds. Yeah, that's what's up. I, I When I see her videos and her doing her exercises and her trying to do it naturally, I, I just feel so much like, you know what, thank you for being a leader. Because people, no matter how hard we try, they always, like, that's our local 
prince and princesses like you know how they the big royal wedding like our celebrities are like our royal people here yeah so people literally look up to them and they want to follow them and they believe what they say and they buy into what they do and they try to follow their lead so the fact that she's leading by example the right way it's going to help so many people. It truly is. You know, Monique has been very transparent about her weight loss journey. Um, she, you know, records exercise videos and talks about the journey. She's just launched a new YouTube channel where you can work out with her. She is doing phenomenal and she looks great. Yes, yes, she does. I mean, she genuinely looks good because she's doing it the natural way. So the weight is coming off slowly with exercise and proper diet and so you can tell in her face and in her body and her skin and in her level of happiness she's smiling people who deprive themselves they are miserable i can't wait for it to be over right if you're on some highly restrictive diet or some detox plan some pills some waist trainer some quick fix some surgery and you're not doing the work on the back end you're right their whole demeanor is typically different. Yeah, it's not like, oh, follow me and smiling and dancing. No, no. it's more it's like, like just three more days, y'all, before I can eat a burger yeah, again. I'm about to die, but I'm hanging in there. Right. Yeah, so yeah. shout out to Monique. Yeah, because that's one thing we don't talk about is the impact on mental health when you do it the real way versus a yeah. shortcut. Yeah, shortcut. That's a good point. That's a great point. Um, okay, so let's delve into Wait, 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 What? Wait, What is our segment where we highlight something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, Wait, What? Okay, so I'm at work, right? So you know that I started with a new company. Mm-hmm. And so I'm there for about a week and a half. Mm-hmm. And so I hear someone like, um, Okay, here you go. Oh, wait, Jay. And I turn around, of course, naturally, because that's my, you know, my nickname. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, you know, here's some files, blah, 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 blah. And uh, this is that Jay. So I, in my head, I'm kind of rewinding it back. I'm like, Jay, 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 Jay. Because that's my nickname. So why would she call you Jay at but work? But why would you? So she was like, oh, I hope you don't mind me calling you Jay. Your name is too long. What? <laughs> And I won't remember it. What? She gave me a nickname. Did not know my nickname was Jay at all. <laughs> so my friend at work was like, Jay. She was like, uh, I didn't get the memo. I was like, because there was no memo given. <laughs> I didn't get the memo either. So I felt so disrespected. Disrespected. But at the t- same time, this is really my nickname. So every time you say Jay, I'm like, yes, but I'm like, I didn't say you can call me. You don't even know. Right. I, I felt it was so rude, not only because you just decided you're going to cut the rest of my name out, but because you're, you know, a white woman. She's like probably like 65, 70. That just changed it off of me. Yeah. <laughs> I was really picturing like a peer. No. So no. an older white woman older decided white to shorten woman your name. Decided to shorten oh, my yeah, name. Oh, yeah, that just changed the whole thing. And game. call me Jay not knowing anything about that really being my nickname wow i was like wait what like can you do can you no she cannot isn't that the ultimate disrespect you're going to you're going to learn how to yeah jay say my name you're going to put you're going to put some respect on my name yeah and i guess it wasn't so offensive to me because it was really my but trying to picture what if you decided to call me jam or something like that like it's still the same because you have absolutely no clue that this is really my nickname. And what the people closest to me call me. Right. You yeah. just decided to, oh, Jay, I'm just going to shave off the rest and call you, Jay. And I felt so disrespectful. Yeah, I agree. So disrespectful. A whole nother level of disrespect for A whole, sure. Yeah. So I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I have a, a second part two. Wait, what? In this building, I'm on the third floor. And this, the elevators, two elevators, and they are notorious for breaking down. Okay. Like from day one, the first day I started, one was smoking. It was smoke all in the hallway. (laughs) And the other one, by the end of the day, it was um, set out of order. And I'm like, okay, you know, what's going on? One is smoking, one is out of order. And then the girl who, you know, I, I'm friends with now, mm-hmm. she, she's worked there for a while. And she's like, um, oh, yeah, this elevator has always 
have something going on. People get stuck in it. It smokes. It does it. People, you know, all these different things. And so she was, and I was like, oh, since you tell me that, I'm never, ever taking the elevator here again. Like, I just wrote the elevator completely off. Like, I'm ne never taking it again. Uh-huh. So, she and I take only take the steps. I'm leaving work. And I forgot. So, I go to my car. I'm leaving. And I forgot my smoothie in the freezer. I go back. So, after this time, I've been off work for like 15 minutes. And when I go to upstairs to go get my smoothie there's three women standing by the elevator like they've been waiting for a long time obviously mm -hmm. it's 15 minutes we've been off and so i go and get my smoothie and i come back and as i'm walking out of the kitchen they're walking past me going the opposite direction on the whole to the a whole other side of the building to another elevator yes and i'm like what's and i knew what was going on but i wanted to hear it i wanted to hear you say it that's because I hear the lady like, no, we work too hard. We work too hard. Uh-uh-uh. Like, we ain't about to walk down the steps. And I'm like, what's going on, guys? Oh, that, you know, fake, fake as hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, that elevator is broke. And they walk past me all the way from one west side to the building to the east side of the building. And then go down the steps. When you could have just went down three flights, three flights of steps. And going down. And going down. Not up, but down. Wow. I was like, wait, what? Three of y'all thought of this? Three? Nobody had enough sense to be like, hey. Oh, no. No. I told you. When in my parking garage, when somebody take the elevator down one flight, I just be wanting to lose my mind. I can't believe how much slaves we are to laziness. Yeah. And, and thinking that. We're entitled to these things. Like this is not only a privilege, but just a necessity. Like exactly. this is we earned this or something like that. Right. But yeah, I was like, wait, what? Y'all really? And because when you take the elevator, the steps is of course normally the steps is right, right there. Too. Right. So right. instead of walking across the building, you could have just took the steps. But nope, they didn't. Mm. So well, yeah. that's perfect. It leads right into our topic today. Um, which I cannot wait to talk about, which is self-sabotage. And we're going to go over six different self-sabotage traps that you may have succumbed to, more than likely more than one, in your health and wellness journey. Not Kind of not really realizing that a lot of um, our lack of progress is our own fault. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we compiled a, a list of what we believe are the top ways that we self-sabotage our weight loss journey, our journey to get off of medications, to prevent disease, to reverse disease. Um, and it's not always about disease, right? Because sometimes it's just the things that lead up to disease. Right. The, the chronic knee pain, the headaches, like you said, you know. Um, so unfortunately, we live in a society where we have to wait till we're nearly on our deathbed to do something about our health and and honestly when you're on your deathbed or nearly on your deathbed it's too, late. it's too late not even in the sense that you can't do anything about it but in the sense of mentally you can't overhaul the, the person that you've always been exactly it takes time to try to keep trying failing sometimes and going back to that thing and hammering it out so when you find out that there's something going on you just can't just jump i mean you can but mo more than likely you won't be able to just jump into it and just change who you are and just start doing all the things you were supposed to do it's it's too hard uh, yep it's, it's too hard it's too hard so if you didn't start doing when you start seeing those extra inches around your waist if you didn't start doing it when your doctor said hey your blood pressure is getting a little high if you didn't start doing it when you had high cholesterol the odds of them saying hey you might go on dialysis soon you need to overhaul these things it's it's fairly low even though that is very extreme the fact is, <laughs> people on these motorcycles out here living their best life. I'm not mad, though. I'm not mad. But um, the odds of you being able to just just turn turn into a whole other person automatically because they said this are slim. Are very slim. It's very slim. And, it's, and it makes me sad because the people who knew, need to do it the most are the people with the least amount of discipline. Have you noticed that? Like, oh, absolutely. People who eat very healthy, who exercise the most, 
and are in really good shape are the people who are more disciplined and more determined. It's the people who are overweight, who have a high blood pressure, have a high cholesterol, who has all, have all these health issues. Those are the people who have the most trouble with doing what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yep, 100%. And so, um, which, which is <laughs> funny, because the very first self-sabotage reason we have on the list is the absence of disease is the presence of health. So the very first way that you sabotage yourself is by believing that because you're medication free, Mm -hmm. because, you know, the doctor said you're doing pretty good, you Mm -hmm. have a clean bill of health, or because you don't have any aches and pains, you believe that's equivalent to being healthy. And so you continue to indulge in whatever you want to indulge in, drinking, eating, being sedentary, um, lack of discipline, lack of proper mindset, and you sabotage yourself and, and convince yourself and basically tell yourself a lie every day. Every single day without even realizing you telling yourself a lie. And I can't make people take all the blame. You can't make people take all the blame. Doctors are to blame as well because they they paint the picture of you're not sick. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're doing great. You don't have diabetes. You don't have, instead of saying, hey, we're going to try to make sure that you don't it's creeping towards that. It's creeping towards high blood pressure. It's creeping towards diabetes. So people have to make sure that they do their own research. So yeah, do your own research. You know, find out because we, you and I talked about this before. Yeah, that's the doctor's measures. Like, what, what are they measuring by? Mm-hmm. Do other countries use those measures? Mm-hmm. Who made this? Who made the system? What yeah. are we comparing it to? And not only that, you have to remember that most physicians, most um, caregivers, are in the uh, are in the reversal position, not necessarily the prevention right. position. And not because they, you know, want to be. It's just like the majority of people don't come to them until right. there's a problem. Right. Right. So most of their rhetoric and conversation, their script is usually geared around how do we reverse this thing. So when you talk about prevention, number one, we usually don't go to a doctor or physician or anybody if there right. is How an issue. How do I prevent diabetes? How do I prevent, right? So because, we, like we said all the time, prevention is the best medicine. So that's something to remember, too. So you self-sabotage by believing because you're not on medications yet, uh, because you may even still be at a healthy weight, because you're no, at no aches and pains, but you're also not actively doing anything to prevent those things from showing up you believe you're healthy yeah and another thing because someone was just telling me like um diabetes and um high blood pressure high cholesterol and all these different things were in their family they're like but i'm lucky none of that happened to me and i was like you know what you be happy and celebrate that it has never happened to you but the thing about it is it's so much easier to prevent it from happening than it is to reverse it while you know that that runs in your family you should be doing everything you can in your power to to keep that from happening to you you don't just sit back and be like oh i know heart disease runs in my family and sit back and do nothing yeah like because once you get a disease now you're dealing with different elements and it's not just oh, you have high blood pressure. Now the high blood pressure is beginning to affect other things. So those other things are going to make it harder for you to reverse it. It's not just like, oh, I ate too much fast food and salt. And so now I have high blood pressure. Right. And now I, so I can just stop eating fast food and salt and reverse it. Exactly. It's like, no, now you have to do more. Now you have to add other things because now other things are implemented in this thing that you weren't thinking about it because all your whole body works in unison. Yes. So now you have high blood pressure, but now other organs are involved now. Yeah, and, and it's important. So there's this this term called basically how most doctors practice medicine. How we practice medicine in the U.S. is essentially the reductionist method. And the reductionist method just refers to all the different specialties there are in medicine. So, you know, the ear, nose, and throat doctor focuses on the ear, nose, and throat, mm-hmm. right? The eye doctor focuses on the eyes. The, you know, the cardiologist focuses on the heart. The neurologist focuses on the brain. And so they specialize in their particular area of right. medicine. Mm-hmm. So they can only essentially treat you. They only feel comfortable treating you for that thing. Mm-hmm. 
they can't exactly address the fact that when you take a medication for the brain, how it impacts your heart, right? right? Exactly. And now you got to go to exactly. a cardiologist. Exactly. And so what a lot of people believe is that these different parts of the body are isolated. Mm-hmm. And that's the reductionist method of practice in medicine when really we need more doctors who are holistic, i.e. that's whole with a W, not with the H, because we need to treat the whole body. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because the first sign, like erectile dysfunction, people think that it starts because of something like in the penis or something like that. But it's it starts with heart disease and and kidney the thing flow, and the, the flow, flow of blood, blood to the vein. Right, right. And, and they think because it's in this one area that that's that one. That's area. what we need to treat. Exactly. But the erectile dysfunction is usually a symptom of something like diabetes. Yeah. So absolutely everything is interconnected, which leads us to our next way that we self-sabotage, which is by relinquishing power to doctors, food, and genes, right? So the first way we self-sabotage is by believing the absence of disease is the presence of health. And the second way is by relinquishing all our power to doctors, food, and genes. So what that means is you say something like, my doctor said I need to eat red meat for iron, right? Um, I have to have my cheese or I have to have my coffee in the morning, right? Now we're relinquishing power to food. It runs in my family. Everybody in my family is overweight. Everyone in my family, you know, has diabetes. So this was my fate. Now we're relinquishing power to our genes, right? Mm-hmm. So we relinquish power. What essentially we're doing is refusing to accept responsibility for our own lifestyle habits, lack of discipline and laziness. Yeah. And also it's, it's not just their, them telling you that. It's your lack of trying to educate yourself. Right. You know, you wouldn't believe so many things if you took the time to say, well, but let me see. My doctor told me this, but let me see. Yeah. So we can't just say, oh, well, the doctor is this and the doctor is that. Like, what have you done on your end? Because doctors can only do so much. They have so many patients and they can't, it can't be a case-by-case case thing. Like, that may be true for this one person. It may be true for her, but it's not true for you. So you have to do your own research and stop saying because it's my genes or the doctor told me this and the doctor. Because if a doctor tells you 10 things, eight of those things may be true. What about the other two? So really, really invest because there is no reason why you have so much access to things in the palm of your hands. And you're not and taking you advantage. It. That's right. Because we would much rather someone to tell us what to do and not to do than to have to think for ourselves, figure it out ourselves, read, reread, right? Because some of these things, it takes a minute to comprehend, especially mm-hmm. if you're not well-versed in the jargon. So you're telling me, Lisa, that any prescription drug that my doctor assigns to me, you want me to go look it up and read about it? That's overwhelming, yeah, right? Yeah, just like with... um. um Vitamins. I, I, I always don't know how far I should go. When someone tells me really proudly, like, I've been taking my vitamins. Yeah. And, and I'm like, should I tell them that that's really not impressive and they honestly shouldn't be doing that? Probably? Right, because, yeah, the vitamins is just a shortcut to get nutrients when you don't really get the nutrients. Right. Or if you do get the nutrients... You might be giving yourself too much of what you don't need, making it toxic to your That's body. That's what I'm saying. It turns into waste. You don't absorb it. It's not bioavailable to your body. You cannot isolate and extract a one particular substance from a, a plant or, or synthetically make it in a lab and, and possibly believe that your body is going to respond to it the same way to respond if you eat an orange. Okay, let's, let's, let's back up and let's slow it down. Okay. Okay, I think we're talking in cold, cold language. Okay, so back up, slow it down. Let's back up. Where and did we slow lose it down? Them? I think we lost them, at, or some people, um, at the fact of why why vitamins are not healthy. Okay, so should we say that, table that, and just stay on the path, or go? Let's stay deeper? on the path. But just just long story short, if you have not been diagnosed as deficient in something, chances are you don't need to take vitamins. And if you ha- and if you are deficient in something. You can get, make your plate more diverse and uh, extract those nutrients from something like whole foods. Like, for instance, if you lack iron, you can get iron from eating more things that are uh, superior in iron um, naturally, such as, you know, uh, spinach or things like that. So try to avoid getting it from something that has been chemically modified in a lab. 
but that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. <laughs> but we will but, come back and you know what? I'll probably do a um, master class soon inside the Black Health Academy about vitamins and supplements because, you know, people think in multivitamins and soon as they find out they're deficient in something or, you know, oh, I'm coming down with a cold, so I took a vitamin C pill. Like you literally did nothing. First of all, once you have the bug, once you have the infection, it needs to run its course. Right. You need to be filling up on vitamin C from food way before you ever get sick. Vitamin C is a preventative nutrient. It does nothing once you're already sick. But you're right. You're right. Yeah. I, yeah, I did we it went again. On a tangent. OK. Yeah, we I'm sorry. On a tangent. I'm sorry. I get excited. Yeah. OK. Down. OK. Sorry. So. <laughs> OK. So that's the second way that you self-sabotage when you relinquish power to physicians, to food and to genealogy. Your genes will never play a bigger role than your diet and lifestyle. It's simple as that. Yes, many people are definitely predisposed to different things, but I can guarantee you that your diet and lifestyle, if you do get that thing, your diet and lifestyle played a huge role in that more than your genealogy. And um, let's not ignore the fact that if you know about it, what, that prevention. means you need to go extra hard in preventing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like knowing that a big traffic jam is coming up and you're like, oh, I know this. Tra- I need to get to work on time, but I'm going to drive directly into it when you have so many alternative methods. Right. Like, but because this is the route, you know, okay, you ever do that? Re- yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I know this traffic is backed up on this freeway, but because it's the route I know. And I don't feel like researching another route, you know, yeah, calling a I'm friend and seeing sure what's the best it. way to go. I'm not sure. Even it can be backed up for an hour. And instead of saying, you know what, let me look up another way to see if it's even possible. Right. You'd rather go directly into traffic and just and just deal with that. And versus just deal with that headache because it's the devil, you know. Right. It's and we're comfortable you know. with the devil. We know. Mm-hmm. Right. So, okay. So the third way that we self-sabotage is, ooh, this is your, this yours right here, Jay, by being slaves to instant gratification and convenience. You know, you know, this is my side. <laughs> and go. Man, <laughs> I swear, because I hear all the excuses. It's not that I visually see it. I mean, it is that I visually see people doing it, but it's the excuses that come along with it. And I'm always amazed at how much people are willing to put their aesthetic aesthetics on the line let's just put health to the side like you're willing to expand your waistline you're <laughs> you're willing oh no i'm just being real you're willing to have a you know with love handles you're willing to have a fat back you're willing to have um an extra chin you're willing to have all these different things when you look in the mirror and be displeased with yourself because you love the taste of french fries and you love hot wings like when when does it come time to you realize that this is a setup is 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 placed directly in the black community and pop impoverished community impoverished communities to people who can't you know not drive for people who can't drive to certain places so yep. they make it convenient oh you can't drive go ahead and walk and not only will it be convenient for you to get to We'll make it 99 cents. We'll make it a dollar nearly free. We'll give you a four for four. We'll do all these things because your health does not matter to us. And if your if your health doesn't matter to us, we'll make it. We'll paint a pretty picture for you and do all these ads and make it seem okay. So when you go, you won't even feel like you're neglecting your body and and putting your family's life at risk mm-hmm. by doing it. And yep. it, and it makes me so mad yep. because I see commercials when a kid is looking all innocent at their mom and their mom is buying them a Happy Meal and I'm like this is not even real food this is our first line of defense how we eat every day like like they say how you eat is, is your way of communicating to your body to your DNA what you want from life what you want from it what do you what do you need yes and so when you eat fast food you're basically saying oh I want to be sluggish I want to be overweight mm-hmm I want to like it, it. It's important, and I and and the fact that it's so convenient. People say they don't like to cook. Well, you do a lot of things you don't like to do, and I'm not going to even go on that. But every single day as an adult, you do things you don't want to do, and that's just that's just the long and short of it. So add eating healthy to that list. Yep, yep. Like like I was telling you, like Dr. Furman said, fast food is suicide on the installment plan. At <laughs> It's one of my favorite lines. Fast food is suicide on the installment plan. You think because you didn't drive the day. Yeah. 
take three days a day and just slowly kill yourself. Mm -hmm. That's essentially what you're doing when you're putting this fast and convenient oh, food oh, in your body. Let me interject here what Uber Eats. Have you heard of it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm so mad at it. Yeah. Uber I can't Eat, believe yeah. that people can now... believe that people now can get McDonald's delivered, Popeye's delivered. Absolutely. Like, so if you don't want to walk, if you don't want to, I mean, it's like... So forget not getting out your car now. You don't have to get off your couch almost. Because if you leave the door unlocked, you ain't got to even get up. You I'm, don't even got to get it's up. It's open. It's open. <laughs> Set it what, on the table. And what Set in on the table. devil? What yeah. is happening, guys? It, it is such a... And I realize, I wonder if the bottom line money... Or is it really them trying to destroy us? Sometimes I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm being crazy or not, but I feel like sometimes it's... Oh, no, it's 100%, you know, a money. tactic to make money because they add salt to the food, they add sugar to the food. And I'm talking loads to keep you thirsty, to keep you hungry, to disrupt your, um, your ghrelin and your leptin, your hunger hormones, um, and to excite the neurotransmitters in your brain to make you want more which is your addiction pleasure center right so that dopamine gets flowing and it triggers your brain and your body to want more and more and more and so it's all 100% science right high fructose syrup is addictive it's all 100% science and not only that it's subsidized by the government so when big food companies use a sugar made from freaking corn mm -hmm. in your food it literally disrupts your body and your brain function. You know what I read today, Jay? That literally, because of high fructose corn syrup directly, mm -hmm. the national IQ has dropped by 8 to 10 points. How did I know that? The country as a whole is dumber since uh -huh. high fructose corn syrup has been introduced. All these wow. studies that have been done on the um, performance and the development of children in the classroom because all this stuff is in these school lunches and we could do a whole episode about the garbage that they feed the children in school. But all of these chemicals directly impact the performance. That's really scary. Of our children, of our adults, you know. of So the entire country is fatter. And dumber. And you know when you go anywhere abroad, America has a reputation of being fat and stupid. Like, when I lived abroad, that's all it was. It's like, you guys are ridiculous, you know? That's embarrassing. It, it, it truly is embarrassing, and it's all the food. It's the food. And the entitlement, you know? It's all of it, collective. It's the food, and it's the, the fact that you think you can eat this food. And what's more embarrassing... Is that people come from other countries and they get fat. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Or they don't come from other countries, but all of our fast food restaurants go over there. They start eating that stuff. And then their instances of diabetes and heart disease shoots through the roof. Mm -hmm. That's what happened in China. As soon as KFC and McDonald's got over there, everybody got diabetes. Shut up. Are you serious? No, yeah, I'm serious. Like, all their numbers started going through the roof when these fast food chains started planting their roots in these other countries. Damn. I mean... Right, yeah. No, you know, McDonald's and KFC and Pizza Hut, they're equal opportunities murderers. Like, it doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> right. We don't We don't care as long as your check's cash, you know? So, <laughs> what's number three? Okay, that was number three. Well, number four. So, the absence of disease is the presence of health, relinquishing our power to doctors, food, and genes, and being slaves to instant gratification and convenience are the first three ways that you are self-sabotaging. The next, the fourth way is by ignoring the signs. Which can be very subtle. Which can be very subtle. You're absolutely right because your body gives you so many triggers. Your body gives you so many chances to nail this thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it gives you red Too flags. Many, yeah, it gives you a crap ton, actually. Because like I say, when, I, when I'm teaching my lectures, like stress is not a bad thing. Inflammation isn't even a bad thing. Those are just simply warning signs. Right. The problem is we live in them chronically. Mm -hmm. We're chronically inflamed. We're chronically stressed. We, we, we deal with back pain and knee pain and joint pain and heartbreak. We, we live in it for years mm -hmm. when it's meant to be acute and not chronic. I love that you said heartbreak because, you know, 
our community where we were just talking about this, how we have to always seem strong and we always have to put our best foot forward and not cry and lead the pack and do all these things. And that is, what is that, weathering? Yes. If you listen to the epi- the last episode, we should get a glossary. Because I'm not going to keep reviewing this stuff. You should be an <laughs> avid follower of the Black Health Academy <laughs> podcast and know when we mean, what we mean when we say weathering. But yeah, that's weathering. You know, just simply being black in America and the toll it takes on your mental health. Mm-hmm. So, because yeah. we take a slight beating every day, sometimes so slight that we don't even know. Exactly. And it's so subtle, so subtle, so, so, so subtle, but collectively it, it beats us down mentally Absol- and physically. You're absolutely 100% right because, you know, I was actually listening and, and you know what? Because we talked about this topic so recently, I recently um, had an experience where I was listening to a New York Times story about this black man who was convicted of murdering these white people back in 1985, this this entire white family, um, brutally murdering them. He was convicted of it, placed on death row. He's completely innocent. And he was placed on death row. He was set to be executed in 1994, no, 2004, to the point they came and got him out of his cell, chained him up, chained his his ankles, chained chained his hands, walked him down to the execution room, made him strip naked, completely dehumanized him, you know, explored his entire body with a flashlight. He's bending over. He's spreading it. He's doing all this stuff, you know, and he had four hours into his execution until the phone rang. And this was out in California and the governor of the state put a stay on his execution because they discovered that the blood on his shirt had been planted by the cops. And so he was literally four hours from being executed. And at the, you know, down last minute, his execution was stopped. However, to this day, like right now, May or June 2018, he's still in on death row, though. He hasn't been released. But they found evidence that his blood, the blood was planted. There were complete, there were so many eyewitnesses that saw three white men leaving the murder scene in the uh, victim's car. But the police decided to prosecute and send this innocent black man to jail for it. And so I was listening to this story. I wonder why. Uh, Racism. What do you mean I wonder why? I mean, I would think they would want to catch the people who killed these people. Well, girl. Jay, come on now. No. So, so I was in the car listening to this story, getting so angry, getting so emotional, going through the roller coaster that we go through when one of our people, you know, has been uh, victimized this way. And I instantly in that moment was like, oh my God, I'm being weathered right now. I know you like too extreme, <laughs> but <laughs> don't, I'm, I'm not here for your judgment. <laughs> but I was in that moment like, oh my God, it's because this experience of this other black person has is taking such a toll on me right now that it's and and my white peers don't have to experience this mm-hmm. my white peers don't have to constantly turn on the news or open the newspaper or you know read books about all of the trials and tribulations that we have to go through just simply because of the color of our skin yeah we're and it was so stressful much. yeah i yeah i get it because even white people are tired of us being abused like even they're starting to be more vocal like you know what, that black man didn't do anything. Why are you doing this? They're starting to report, like, you know what, I'm sick, I'm sick of seeing them being abused. Right, like, this is a part of my day. Right. Like, this is, I, out of now. all the stuff I got to deal with, handle, think about, decide, this is a part of my day. And it, it literally peels a little bit off of you every day, every month, year after year. You know what I mean? And we carry the burden of our ancestors and we carry the burden of our peers, not even ancestors. You know, we sit next to people at work and or get in our cliques and we exchange stories of 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 times and moments where we were disrespected or, you know, prejudice was brought against us. Like we can literally sit around with our clique and have conversation and everybody swap stories. Yeah, definitely. You see what I'm saying? Like that takes a huge toll and it just pisses me off. Absolutely. Because. No matter how much you trade stories, how much you think about it, how much you know it's true, it's still minimized. It's still oh, minimized 100%. and it will always be minimized. A hundred percent. You know. Okay. okay. So, 
went a long way out of the way to say, you know, ignoring the signs <laughs> is definitely one way that we self-sabotage, you know. So, like you said, your body always gives you signals that something is off, mm-hmm. whether it be a signal in the scale going up 10 pounds mm-hmm. or a signal in the scale rapidly going down 10 pounds, right? Extreme weight loss from stress happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's from, like we said, a heartbreak or a major loss that you have not properly dealt with and you're grieving the loss of a loved one, grieving the loss of a relationship for years, it takes a toll on your health, right? Uh, Everything from headaches to, you know, wrist pain, you know, whatever it is, when you ignore the signs, you're essentially self-sabotaging your health. Yeah, and also, I don't know if the word can be used as ignoring it as much as it is not being conscious. Like, sometimes you have to make a conscious effort to pay attention to your body. Because I don't know if I can say ignoring it because you don't know you're ignoring it. Right. But just try to be more aware. But some and, people know they're ignoring You're right. And not everybody knows yeah, it's something right. small. Mm-hmm. But, some, you know, people be happy to tell you they got pain in their right knee every morning you know what i mean like what are you what are we doing here happy like yeah yeah i had somebody tell me the other day that i don't i put on 20 pounds a year for the past such and such years but did they happily say that listen jay i'm just telling you the fact <laughs> don't question me right now all right all right all like right. it was this uh remember i told you we should start doing the meme of the week and this one made me think of both of us and I just have to read it to you because it's perfect. It says, uh, one of my favorite games to play is it's my headache from dehydration, dehydration, caffeine withdrawal, lack of proper nutrition, my ponytail, stress, lack of sleep, not wearing my glasses or a brain tumor. Man, <laughs> how real is that? How real? And what's crazy about that is it's so real. Like, you know what? I think I diagnose myself every other day. Like, oh, no, no, no. Sleepy. When if, if, if I'm teaching a class or doing a lecture and I can't recall a fact about something, I'm like, oh, my God, when's the last time I had sugar? Why is my brain, why is my recall not sharp? Mm-hmm. I do it every time. Girl, like, you got me thinking that if I don't eat a whole big pot of plants, <laughs> that I'm not I'm not being prevented. No. And I may possibly be diagnosed with something the next day. I'm I, like, no, she I, said. Plants every damn day. Plants. Jay, I promise you. I made a bomb salad today. Remember I told you I put the pomegranate seeds in there. Mm-hmm. I had the gold beets, the avocado, the pumpkin seeds, um, and the walnuts. I said, oh, I'm killing it. What did you do with the seeds after you got the like avocado? You ate the whole seeds? I mean, the pomegranate. What do you keep asking me that for? When you open a pomegranate, the red, the red pomegranate seeds. I eat the red stuff off the seeds, and I don't eat the whole seeds. Oh, so you don't just crunch on a pomegranate. You literally eat the little skin? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I eat the whole pomegranate seed. Oh, I just okay. sprinkle them on my salad. Oh, okay. Yeah, antioxidant powerhouse. I be feeling so strong when I eat some uh, <laughs> pomegranate seeds on it. Yeah, man, have me a big plate of plants, man. Plants are, plants don't just, are not just neutral. Like, they actively reverse disease. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not just like, oh, this is a healthy meal. Like, no, they when you they are an active powerhouse. Micronutrients, phytonutrients, phytochemicals, just mad crazy. Um, but yeah, like anytime one of us we feel anything in our body to be like, okay, what's the problem? What did what I do? What didn't I do? Yeah. What am I lacking? And I want more people to get conscious in that way, and that soon as something's not right with them, they're like instantly, okay, uh, did I not get enough sleep? Oh, wait a minute. Even down to like, okay, why wasn't I regular today? Did I not drink enough water? Like everything should be a signal for you mm-hmm. in your body. Mm-hmm. Girl, my vision, my vision get blurry. I get a little dizzy. I'm like, uh-uh, wait, who? Wait a minute. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> who did what and ain't did it right? Right, I need so, an answer. Yeah, so ignoring the signs that your body gives you every single day is another way that we self-sabotage. And Jay is right. This one might be a little bit of ignorance, right? But now that you've heard the information, now you can use it. Every time something feels off, that's your body giving you a signal. It's just not a one-off or fleeting thing Mm -hmm. because everything isn't chronic. Some things just occur randomly, right? Mm -hmm. You had this pain. 
and this right shoulder just flares up every couple of months. You don't know. It's still a signal, even right. though it's not constant. Right. So just pay attention to that. And the last way that we self-sabotage is what I like to call the culture trap. And that essentially means that, hey, everyone else is doing it. Everyone else looks this way. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when we can have the mighty debate about whether thick or curvy is a thing in the black community. Which is, well, I can't like I believe told, it's turned into a whole, its own culture being thick and curvy. Yeah, like I told the client who was just trying to get all her, ma- when I took her measurements and everything, and she was just basically trying to get me to tell her how much each thing was, how much this, what's the measurements on this. I'm like, listen, your BMI <laughs> is a... <laughs> That's the only number your you need to know. Your BMI is 45. I'm not about to do this with you. I'm not about to be like, your waist is... Look, we got bigger problems. Literally. You need to get that BMI down. Flat out. I'm not, I wouldn't even give her her measurements. You I want entertaining it. No. Yeah. I'm not about to tell you so you can feel good. Like, girl, my waist is so much smaller than my hips. Your overall BMI is too goddamn it's- big. Oops, sorry. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot what we was even doing. I am so sorry. I literally forgot we weren't on. I forgot we weren't on the pod. I forgot forgot we was on the podcast. Say forgive you, Jay. Let's move on. (laughs) Okay. My bad. We be kicking this. Great for God. It's all, all right. Good. Okay, Listen, all right. My you know I rocks with you. You know I rocks with you. All is forgiven. All is forgiven. Uh, you were sick of it. <laughs> you were sick of it. Listen, <laughs> the culture trap is real. Listen, people, please forgive my homegirl. She she done graduated for a few places. I promise you, she's not here. But you know. And this whole the curvy is in, I'm thick, uh, you know, I want, I, Lisa, I want to lose my belly, but I want to keep my hips. I don't want to lose my thighs. What can I do just to get rid of this little part of me? Nothing. You got to do it all or you can't do nothing. You can't spot reduce. You shouldn't be trying to spot reduce. Our goal is to get you healthier and your body is going to land at its ideal weight on its own. But to think you can manipulate your body that way in a healthy manner is just wrong, guys. It's not. You can't do it. You need to eat right. You need to exercise. You need to practice intentional uh, intimacy and healthy relationships and your body will land where it's supposed to be, right? Because we're all about prevention of disease. So this whole thing about trying to be thick, about, you know, trying to look, you know, video vixen, trying to look a certain way. Remember that big controversial episode we did way over a year yes, ago? Yes, I remember Oh, it. my God. I remember uh, What was the name of that episode? I, thick. I, all I want is thick, small waist and big behind or something. Something like that, yeah. But, you know, because we're sick of it. it. I'm like, if one more person asks me this, but like you said, you know, we've been able to launch the Black Health Academy. I've been able to maintain, you know, my first company professionally fit for three years without compromising our core values of don't come to us with that because we're not even going to entertain the conversation about a small waist and big behind. That is just too shallow. You're not focused on the right things. And essentially, you can lose weight for for aesthetics or you can lose weight for health because you there's healthy ways to do both and there's healthy unhealthy ways to do both and so when you're doing waist trainers and appetite suppressants and deprivation and detoxes and taking apple cider vinegar and shots of bacon soda or whatever else y'all doing now listen you are starving your body of nutrients And trust me, you're not going to get the results you want to get, especially in the long run. So don't fall into the culture trap thinking your body is supposed to look a certain way to attract, you know, the opposite sex or the same sex or whatever. We need to land you in a place where you can be here for a long time and truly thrive. I don't think I have anything to add to that. Oh, you you done? Oh, I'm chill. With your colorful language? I'll learn my lesson. You're going to shut it down for the rest yeah, of the episode? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to let you handle the rest of the episode. I don't know, I don't know how to act. <laughs> uh, so let's get ready to pull up this um, pledge. The, the Black Health Academy is going to a whole new level, guys. If you haven't already, please dive 
and the blackhealthacademy.com free enrollment for the last couple of days here. We're launching the new platform this week. If you're not already, at least get on our email list at theblackhealthacademy.com so you can explore. Remember that um, if you took our survey that you have actually lifetime membership complimentary access into the academy so congratulations and welcome aboard Um, one of the things that i'm most proud about for the black health academy that we're launching on this new platform is the black health collective which will be available to black tier membership level and the black health collective is all about educating uh, health providers caregivers trainers and coaches on nutrition um, body movement and overall health so that you can go back to your clientele and make sure that you're providing um, good information, that you're providing honest and real information that is organic and holistic and not based around synthetic medicines and quick fixes. So with the Black Health Academy, we're basically using our own community to teach. So if you are a nurse, a CNA, a doctor, a physician's assistant, a dental assistant, if you're a personal trainer, a nutritionist, if you're a weight loss or wellness coach, or if you're just a caregiver to a loved one, then you absolutely need to be in the Black Health Collective because we are going to make sure you're getting educated by your people so that you are providing um, information and teaching lessons that are that is essentially going to expand the culture and our legacy by helping people live longer. So make sure you're joining the Black Health Academy because we're taking it to a whole new level in this next chapter. So thank you again to everybody who's already enrolled. And if you don't do anything else this week, please tell a friend, share the podcast, like us on iCloud, uh, excuse me, iTunes, SoundCloud or Stitcher. And get in there and share it with somebody you know. And thank you to everyone who have already um, proved to be a huge supporter of the Academy. Somebody reached out to me on Facebook and said they wanted to interview me to talk about the Black Health Academy. I think he's down in, uh, I think he's in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, he's got, so I mean, so much love has been given and I really, really appreciate it from my heart. So let's delve into the Black Health Academy podcast, which you can find directly on the website if you want to download and post it up. Uh, I, the Black, Black Health Academy, Academy pledge to honor my mind and body with nourishment, movement and intentional mindfulness. My health and that of my kin are among my highest priorities. I will control that which is within my control. I am the sole driver of what lays the foundation of my body, mind, soul, and spirit. I am determining that giving up is not an option. My destiny is my doing. My life depends on it. Thank you guys so much for listening. And remember, our health, our legacy begins with our health. Take care.